Well, hello, Masterpiece Women. Welcome back to the Masterpiece Women podcast. I'm Tina Raines. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm the founder of Masterpiece Women and host of the Masterpiece Women podcast. And I'm super excited today to have Dina Patton with us today. Dina Patton is an elite business coach and transformational speaker. She works with thousands of purpose-driven business owners, um, world-changing leaders all over the world. And so it's super exciting to have you, Dina. Um, I was reading your bio. I was like, this is awesome. You help clients go, you know, great companies. You're helping to um, increase their revenue and their impact. You're, you've been doing training for like 22 years. I was like, wow. I think we need to work together. You sound phenomenal. And it's the first time Dean and I got to visit and I just love her mindset and what she's doing. And she helps her clients to build great companies, break records in their revenue and their, um, their impact. She's founded Dina Patton coaching. She has an, and it's a training company, like I said, for 22 years now, while she's also created this greatness mythology um, methodology. And I would love for you to talk a little bit about that with us today and the three pillar coaching approach that you also have. That's just so, and we're going to have our entire bio down below ladies, because I could stand here and tell you all kinds of incredible things, but I'd rather Dina, you share with the women who is Dina Patton and how did you get started in um, your journey? Well, thank you for having me. I love this conversation. I love your podcast and uh, super excited to be talking with you today. Um, my journey started years ago. I actually owned a PR and marketing agency in New York City that uh, was going really well until it wasn't. Um, I was not taking care of myself, uh, which I learned is a very, very important part of owning a business. And uh, I, my business was killing me and uh, I had a minor stroke at 27. Oh, wow. And I think that was, uh, I call it my blessed interruption, that it was God's way of saying, you are on the wrong track, girl. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he has a funny and way of doing that sometimes, it, doesn't he? <laughs> it's a funny way. Uh, so that, yeah, that was a, a rough moment uh, where I had to really do life differently and, I ended up selling that business and getting a coach and really reevaluating my life, um, both my personal habits, my business habits. And I had to do some serious course correcting uh, to do it better the next time. And so uh, I started uh, Dina Patton Coaching and Training in uh, 2001. And it has been an incredible journey of not only my own growth and growing up in this business, but um, serving so many entrepreneurs and leaders around the world. And, you know, coaching and training back then, people were like, you're a what? <laughs> they, didn't, they never heard of coaching. It was a very, very small industry. Um, but it's been incredible to see this industry grow and people embracing coaches, whether it's a health coach, money coach, mindset coach, business coach, and there's so many coach, parenting coaches. Um, if you need support in an area of your life, hire a coach. So that's how I got into coaching. I love it. I feel like I'm just getting started um, because there's something about being in your 50s where there's a, a second wind because your confidence, your, you know, you have that experience and uh, it's been a fun, a really fun ride. 
I love that. Well, I couldn't agree with you more about coaching. And that is actually our topic this week is having a growth mindset because mm. it is so pivotal in our life, in our business, in our communities that we serve to make sure that we are constantly growing, that we have the mindset of constantly, continuously growing. And mm. for me, coaching um, when I hired a coach, when I was 25, when I started my business, my healthcare staffing business, I hired, I spent a lot of money on a coach and surrounded myself with people that were smarter than me to be able to pour into me because someone who made millions said to me, Tina, the number one thing I can say to you is invest in a coach and surround yourself in a community of people smarter than you and mm -hmm. learn from them. And yes. it's the best piece of advice I think anyone ever gave me in business. Yes. Well, it, it, you, you know, they paid the price for the mistakes. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you, you don't have to pay the price, you know, sometimes making one mistake in your business, it could be a revenue mistake. It could be sales. It could be hiring mistakes. People, especially inexperienced entrepreneurs who, you know, we're not born knowing HR and how to hire and you hire the wrong person, you onboard them, you train them, you pour all this time into them. And then six months down the road, they're the wrong fit. How many times do you have to do that over again? You know, every time you do that, that's wasting tens of thousands of dollars, right? And so versus hiring an HR coach or a business coach that's trained in that, right? So it's really important, you know, I think as we um, age, we get that, we drop our pride where we have to do everything and have to have all the answers. And instead, let's hire a coach. So it, it was a big, you know, it was a big deal for me. It helped me reassess my life. And one of the biggest things that I learned was self-care. And what I learned around self-care, it is a crucial element, not just of being a wife, being a mom and being a busy woman, but being a business owner, I actually require all of my clients to have a CEO self-care plan is what I call it, but it is an intentional uh, mindset and actions that take care of your mind, body, and spirit daily, weekly, and monthly. And this is why self-care is the fuel we need to be the business owners and the leaders we need to be for our clients for our team for our revenue you know i don't know about you but being a small business owner i'm the creativity i'm the innovation i'm driving the train so if i'm exhausted and have brain fog and am not sleeping and i don't have any margins in my schedule i'm not getting fueled in creativity and i'm just a warm body your business is probably going to implode somewhere <laughs> or it's just going to come to a stop, right? So you have to remember that there's a huge ROI of self-care. And that's the first mindset shift is letting go of the smallness story that self-care is this fluffy thing that we don't need, right? Like, oh, I don't have time for that. I'm, I, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Um, well, that's a mindset. That's a smallness mindset is what I call it. It's a limitation that is robbing you of innovation and creativity that causes revenue, causes impact, right, in our businesses. And the fuel for that is you getting enough sleep, having margins. I work four days, four day weeks. I run two businesses and I'm a global speaker and I work four days a week. 
<laughs> it's all about structuring and designing your days well and, and, and using your time well so that you can do the highest and best use, right? You, God can be using you for your highest and best use in your business. I want to be a great messenger. I want to make a difference for people, whether I'm on stage or working one-on-one or training a team, but I can't do that if I don't structure my time well, and I'm not fueling myself with self-care. So super uh, important lesson I learned the hard way that now, you know, I bring to, it's part of my messaging because it's a really, really important, important part of being a leader and a business owner. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I, when I have coached executives, the two key areas they, they struggle with the most is still the fear of, um, what people will think about me, even CEOs of companies still have that mindset of not being good enough mm -hmm. and striving to achieve this level that is not real because that's the, those enemy, the lies that the enemy puts in our brain. That's the first thing. And the second thing is self-care. They, and they, their time management, they'll manage all of their schedule for the business goals. They'll manage all yes. their schedule for what they call is important but they forget themselves. And mm -hmm. so when you really circle back to that, then how important it is to have someone to hold you accountable to reaching your goals, holding yourself accountable to reaching the goals of self-care are pivotal, completely pivotal. pivotal. People do not realize how much our body and our mind suffer when we don't take care of ourselves until something catastrophic happens, unfortunately. And so I have a dear friend that goes 200 miles an hour. She's a very successful woman in our community. She leads a large organization. And yet every time I see her, she is so run down, so exhausted, and she's gained weight and she's not feeling good because she hasn't done self-care, but yet she's this incredible leader in every other way. Right, right. So I would say this is if you're listening to this, you know, First of all, you have to look at what the story you're believing about self-care, right? The story might sound like, I don't have time for that, or I don't know how to do that, or what is that? Um, it might be, I, I'm, you know, I'm too, I'm too busy, or I don't want to, you know? Um, and that, you know, I don't want to is, is more of a self-esteem issue of you don't want to take care of your mind, body, and spirit because you don't feel like you're worth it, right? So that's a whole different bucket, but shifting from a smallness story of, I don't have time for that versus a greatness story is I'm going to make time for that. And I'm going to start small and I'm going to grow. Right. I started working out a year and a half ago, lifting weights, um, one hour a week. And even that was really hard to get into my schedule. And then it grew to two and then it grew to three just recently. And I'm telling you, it, it. I've lost 15 pounds. The strength to be in my 50s and have strength—I couldn't even do, you know, some. And I was pretty, like, I felt pretty active, but I wasn't flexible and I wasn't strong. And putting a little bit of workout in my in my week, I had to first examine my mindset around it. And my mindset was, I don't have time for that. And so look at the smallness stories that are limiting you 
around self-care, that it's not worth it. There's not enough payoff. Um, and if you're a business owner, what I can tell you is you're the fuel of your business. You're the leader of your business. Everyone is looking at you. So if you don't have self-care, you probably don't promote it in your team, right? And you probably have probably an unhealthy team. So it's a written unhealthy kids. Like it's a, we are the ripple effect as mothers. You know, my daughter looks at me, uh, how do I treat myself? 100%. Right. And she mimics that. So we are, a lot of people are watching us. Um, and, uh, and what I can say is there's a, well, I also have a free template. You can go on my website, amazinggreatness.com, download my CEO self-care template. Literally, I've done it for you. And you just fill in, just follow the directions and fill in daily, weekly, and monthly. And I'll tell you this, this is the hardest part of self-care is the first hardest part is breaking up with that smallness mindset that is limiting you. Second part is actually identifying some elements that you can, some actions that you can do. And then third is starting to schedule it. Success is scheduled. So let's schedule more water, vitamins. Let's go to bed earlier. Like all these little success things that you could be doing that fuel you and activate you. Um, and then there's a, another element and that's integrity is do what you say you're going to do. If you say you're going to go to bed and get eight hours of sleep instead of six, do that. And what that does is whenever we are our word to ourselves, it builds trust versus breaking trust. Every time you break trust with yourself, you it, it's actually creating more smallness, more tangle. You don't trust your leadership. You don't trust your word. You don't trust your answers. So when you reverse that and you start trusting yourself, every time you trust yourself, it's building trust. So experiment with that. And, and, and it's, you know, you crawl before you walk and it builds and 30 days from now, it's going to be a totally different game. And then 60 days and just build, just keep. I practicing. love that. That's a beautiful thing. And we'll definitely put your website down below. I've seen it over and over. As a matter of fact, I'm literally launching another 21 day challenge in the other organization that I lead. That's called love yourself. Because yes. when you start loving yourself and you change that mindset and as entrepreneurs, you step into that CEO role instead of being the entrepreneur, your life changes. And part of being a great CEO is scheduling things properly, teaching your team to balance, to achieve their goals in a timely fashion. And so I know that's one of your favorite topics is talking about how do we transition our mindset and especially since this week is all about growth mindset, how do we transition that mindset from going from that entrepreneur to the CEO? What are some of the tips that you like to share in regards to that, Dina? Absolutely. I think that's a natural progression uh, where as we build our business, you know, we start out with that entrepreneur mindset and we are in that as we grow our business. And then somewhere along the lines, we become the CEO. And I want to get rid of a, a smallness limitation that there's a certain revenue, right? Like once your $5 million business hits, then you become a CEO. And what I want to challenge you is CEO is an action and a way of being versus a title. Even if you don't title yourself CEO, 
But really, if you're a business owner, you should be <laughs> uh, calling yourself the CEO of your business, even if it's a business of one. Um, so there's no magic fairy that comes and goes, okay, now you're a CEO. You've reached so many team members or so, so many revenue. It's a choice and it's a way of being um, and it's a mindset. So entrepreneurs think they have to do everything and they have to work all the time. That's a symptom of entrepreneur head, right? That mindset of hustle. And where CEOs start to think is strategically. They start to think, how do I use my time in the highest and best use and delegate the rest? Delegation is one of the first things that CEOs start to master. If I'm talking to someone and they say, oh, I delegate to no one, they're very much in the tangle of smallness entrepreneur, that mindset, Absolutely. right? 100%. So yeah, it's a uh, delegation is a function of your mindset shifting of, I don't have to do everything. In fact, I shouldn't be doing everything, right? What is the highest and best use of you? When you look at my schedule, the only things that are on my schedule are things that I can, um, I can only do. No one else can do, right? No one else can do a podcast. No one else can do my keynote speaking. No one else can do my coaching or my training, right? But everything else in the business is delegated to other contractors or employees. Ditto. So that's the first. <laughs> that's excellent. And, you know, we were talking before we start. One of the things that um, I think is pivotal in this whole changing of your mindset as well is going <clears throat> from your business being a hobby, which I think kind of correlates with that last question, right? Yeah. Taking your business from being a hobby yes, to thriving because yeah. so many people, they just, well, I'm going to try this. I'm going to do this like a hobby. And then they ask themselves, why am I not succeeding? I right. had someone the other day who joined my other business who is like, well, I'm, I'm not making any money. Well, let's talk about what your steps are every week. What does your schedule look like? Well, they didn't have any schedule for business building on a daily basis. They just thought, well, if I post a couple of times on social media, it's going to come to me. Nothing that I've ever heard of or seen ever on this planet in business building just came to you. So you've got to change it from a hobby, something you like doing to how do I strategically get to that place? So talk a little bit about some of the tools you use for that, Dina, because you've got, I love your toolbox. I'm going to call you Dina Patton, the toolbox lady. But <laughs> I have love... tools in your toolbox. I have a lot of tools in my toolbox. Um, and um, in my in my book, The Greatness Game, you know, I talk a lot about um, it's mainly a mindset book and shifting. How do you elevate your mindset and master your mindset? And this is you're touching on when we're shifting from hobby to business. You're talking first and foremost, a mindset shift. And that mindset shift is giving yourself permission to own and build your business. So get out of the words and the mindset of I'm trying, I'm hoping, I'm you know fiddling with this thing. Like give yourself permission to be the CEO of your business. The past is the past. You are building a business from this day on, you are building a business and you are learning. We're always learning. I've owned my own business for 27 years and I am learning 
whether it's new software, it's new ways of marketing, it's new tools in my toolbox. I spend a lot of money on my training and development because that not only serves my business, but it, it serves my clients, right? I always have to have tools. So all of these things take a mindset shift from smallness, like hoping, trying, fiddling to I'm doing this. I'm going to do it the best way I, do, I can. I'm going to learn how to do things that I don't know how to do. I'm going to hire support and get in women's groups, right? There's so many fabulous women's groups, whether it's online or live, where you can get, you can be with other business owners. So, so one, give yourself permission. Two, if you are using your gifts and your greatness um, that God has given you, girl, you, that is your, you know, we get these gifts and, and greatness from God and then we apologize for them and we hide them and we don't charge for them. And then that builds more scarcity and brokenness, right? That's not going to serve you. It's not going to serve your family. It's not going to serve the world, you're out to change lives with your services and products, but yet we apologize for them and don't, we don't build intentionally. And we certainly don't have clarity around sales plans and strategies, and we don't have sales goals. I want you to have a sales goal. I don't care if that sales goal is hundred dollars a week, thousand dollars a week, or a hundred thousand dollars a week. you got to have sales goals. And this is why when we do well, we can do good. You know, I love writing checks to my charities and my church, the things that make my heart full. And I can write those checks, those that money that they need because I do well, right? When I'm not doing well and can't pay my bills and I can't give and I'm in this scarcity mindset and I am panicked every day, you're certainly not in your greatness. Right. So panic and anxiety and desperation, those are all smallness, right? We're born. Let me just back up around smallness and greatness. We're all born with smallness and greatness. And every single day we have a choice, which one we're going to live and lead from. And if you keep choosing behaviors and habits that make you broke or, or, you know, in scarcity, um, that's a habit that we have to change right? It's not, it's not the truth. And it has nothing to do with your worth. You are so worthy of making so much more money. And I know, you know, for me, I grew up with a single struggling mother and, you know, I, I listened my whole life to her saying, we don't have money for that. We don't have money for that. And it builds a narrative and a relationship in your mindset of, uh, people like us don't deserve money or people like us don't have money. And then you become an adult and guess what you have <laughs> that mindset. And we have to come out of agreement here. Listen to me here. You have to come out of agreement with these narratives that have been in your head that don't serve you and don't serve your business and definitely doesn't serve your revenue and the impact you are trying to have in the world with your business. You have Absolutely. to come out of agreement, right? And a new agreement called, I'm going to make money. I'm going to, I love making money because I can bless my family. I can bless my community. I can bless my church. I cannot be the blessing. I want to be a big, huge blessing to my community, my family, and my church. But I can't do that when I am in a 
state of desperate and scarcity and being broke. Absolutely. And those words you said, I am, I am, I am. Yes. And you know, one of the books that we've done multiple times um, is Think and Grow Rich with a Biblical Application. And I, yes. one of my favorite things about doing that is chapter four. So if you haven't read it, ladies, make sure you read it. Chapter four is all about auto-suggestion. And when we talk about changing that narrative, the reality is it it's a habit. That narrative is a habit. If your habit is to say, I can't, I'll try all this. No, I am. I am. am. So I'm going to just share with you like my little, you'll yes. get this here. Let's see if you can see it. Oh. Let's see. I see hearts. No, it's not showing it. Oh, well, um, it's my, it's my little narrative board. So I have yes. affirmations. I have little yes. sticky note hearts. Um, but with I the way the my hearts. screen set up, it won't work, but I want to share that with you. Cause ladies, if you are struggling with that and Dina, I don't know if you share you, um, I'm sure you've got a ton of tools for that too. Cause I, I'm getting to know you real quick. <laughs> you got a lot of great tools. Uh, but literally write it down every day, ladies, what are those struggles that you have in your mind, the scarcity yes. and um, mine, literally I have here, I have a million people that are um, utilizing my product. I have my financial goals. I yeah. am making X per month. I am very successful. I am enough. I am, I am, I am, I am, you know, and in the Bible, um, I, Yahweh, I am, mm -hmm. he is the Lord, right? We have, and the Lord says to us to speak it as if it already were. There, right. There's scriptures in the Bible that confirm exactly what you're talking about, Dean, and exactly what we talk about over and over is changing that mindset. And so this week, as we're thinking about growth and we're thinking about changing that um, narrative in our mind, how do you do that? Well, you get a coach, you get in a community, and you repeat over and over the truth of what God says about you. Yeah. And we have, I'll put the link in down here as well, that um, that's just scriptures. Like if there's these narratives in your mind that you still have, there's a whole list of scriptures that you can replace them with and write out yes. those scriptures of who that's God right. says you are every single day. And that's repeat right. that to yourself over and yeah. over and over. You are his masterpiece. That's how... Um, scripture two Ephesians two ten. We're based on your masterpiece okay. renewed in Him to do the work that He called and planned for you so long ago, right? Yes. So He's planned these yes. things for us, ladies. Yes. And getting yourself in a community and changing that narrative is so pivotal for your growth, for your business growth, for your ministry growth, and to serve the world. And that's why right. we're here, right? Is to change right. the world. Yeah. And it's important, you know, part of my self-care is I do 30 minutes of prayer and meditation every morning. And one of the things that I do is um, on my spiritual side, I always do affirmations around, I am chosen, I am forgiven, I am made perfectly, you know, with all my flaws, all my everything right in there, God made me perfectly. So those three things, I am made perfect, I am chosen, I am forgiven. Because sometimes we can shame ourselves so bad. We make mistakes every day and those can pile up and that shame is real and it's paralyzing. And so forgiving yourself every day, asking for forgiveness every day, just, and it doesn't need to be 30 minutes and it can be five minutes, but it's really important that that spirit, the I am spiritual 
And then the I am mindset. I am res a responsible business owner. I am leading from my greatness. I am learning every day. Like these positive, powerful affirmations, what they're doing is I want to say something about positivity and, and, and affirmations. You've got to understand what they're doing is the negative narratives that we are in agreement with, right? I am not worth it. I cannot, people like me can't make a lot of money or I don't deserve money or, you know, whatever those negative or I'm about to get a huge promotion to vice president and I don't deserve it or you're doubting yourself, right? Any of that is narrative in your smallness mindset that your psychology believes right now. There's agreement there. And when you start to create a new narrative and new agreements, that's what's happening is the smallness narratives have your agreement. We come out of agreement with that narrative and we create a new agreement called I'm an amazing leader that Amen. God is blessing, right? I love and, that. And then you're affirming and what you're doing is after 30 days of affirming this greatness um, narrative, your mind is starting to shift that agreement and your psychology, your psychology always, we always have to agree to something. It's just how we're built, right? Yeah. So let's give it something powerful and positive and God-centered to agree to. So that's the shift, you know, I talk about in the greatness game is shifting from our smallness stories and the smallness limitations where our agreement is that now and shifting it to greatness mindset, greatness agreements, greatness narratives. And, and again, download, go to amazinggreatness.com. There's uh, not just one download, there's three, and they're all to do with the conversation that we're having right now. I love and that. Very positive. You know, it's interesting because um, it's, it's as if the Lord really wants us to hit on that so strongly because this weekend, we were traveling, so we went to a church in Alabama that we love, um, Church of the Highlands, and the pastor was talking about that exact thing, and he was talking about his father-in-law who dropped out of school, didn't mount anything because somebody spoke to his heart when he was a teenager, and it was a teacher who said, you will never amount to anything. That was yep. the narrative he believed for years and years and years, years and years until he went to a job and he took a test and he walked in and he, um, they had offered him something that said, you have to take this test. And he took it. And when they called him, he said, well, just give it to me now. I'm sure I didn't pass. That was the narrative because of that heart that he had, that narrative that had been spoken to him as a youth. And they said, no, you scored the highest of anyone ever. And if you let us mentor you, you're going to do great things. That narrative that day was replaced. Replaced. And he talked about how we have got to look. What are those narratives? Just like you described, yes. Dina. We have to look at what are those narratives we're believing so that we can step into them. So we can replace those with the truth. And so our words are so valuable to others as well as we're leading our organizations what yes. narrative do your team members believe that you can replace those negatives with that positive word that they need to hear about themselves? Because right. oftentimes, if you look at the people struggling, it is still that narrative, just like you described. 100%. They have. 100%. 
And that's the beautiful thing about transformation. It's why, you know, I've been doing this 22 years is there's nothing more fulfilling than someone coming out of an agreement with a smallness narrative that has limited their life for 20 years or 30 years and they come out of agreement and they start living from this new agreement, this new greatness uh, agreement that is completely transforming their life, their revenue, their career, their how they lead, how they live, how they parent, because they're they're it's from an empowering place versus a disempowering place. We all had that kid or that teacher or maybe a parent that was spoke evil into us, right? Spoke the negative. You, you're such a disappointment. You don't know how to be responsible. You're so stupid. You're the wrong color, whatever it is that stuck, right? It just stuck with us. And we, we then created an agreement around it. And then we live from it. And so it's such a beautiful, you know, trust the process of transformation. Um, not only God's going to transform your heart, but, you know, when we do, it's why I finally wrote my book. It's finally, you know, I got onto stages because this message, I wish someone got to me earlier. Like, I didn't know that you can transform things like that. I thought you just lit, like, these are the cards I lived with. Like, this is what, this is the family I was born into. So this is, you know, or this is how I did in school, right? That was so negative. Um, so I guess I'm going to be dumb all my life and just have dinky jobs. So I just encourage everybody know that wherever you're struggling in your life, it might be in your business or your leadership or your parenting, your revenue, your marriage, that there's some disempowering negative narrative there that is keeping you stuck. So I want to, I want to read this just little, uh, snippet from my book because it says it better than than I can say it it says you have an opportunity to work with God every day by sharing your gifts and greatness out into the world beware that smallness will try to derail you by feeding you the negatives and the big five negatives I call it pdfod p perfection I can't oh. tell you how many women have come up to me and said I have a book in me I want to write a book but I'm not perfect yet I'm not there yet. I'm not ready yet. Girl, you are ready. You are ready. If God planted that seed of getting a book uh, in you, you know, I'm someone that didn't do uh, really well in school, but guess what? I make a living speaking and writing. I surround myself with people who help me do it. I have editors and I have a speaking coach, you know, so that's not going to be my barrier. God wants me to speak. I'm going to get out and speak. So it says that, so the five, P, D, F, O, D. P is perfection. D is doubt, big one. F is fear. O is overwhelm. And D is distraction. Mm. Don't fall for it. It's up to you if you're going to listen to your smallness, the, the, the big five uh, smallness voices, or you're going to listen to your greatness voice. So in my 15 years of researching mindset and transformation in leaders and business owners, um, and su highly successful people, here's the biggest thing. You can look at people from athletes to CEOs, um, to lottery owners or lottery winners, any, any successful person, 
that did something successful and it was sustainable. What they have access to is what most people don't have access to, and that is their greatness. They are listening to that greatness voice and they don't get tangled up in the negative narratives, even in the face of other people. Think about celebrities um, or someone that you admire that gets really ridiculed, right? They're made fun of. And guess what? They stand in their truth. They stand in their authenticity. They stand in their message. How can they do that? They're listening to A, God, and B, their greatness. And I'm telling you, God, your greatness, and your gifts will get you through everything, everything and anything. Amen. You start listening to that smallness, you're going to get derailed, confused, and paralyzed in in your life and your business. Mm. Dina, you are definitely a wealth of knowledge and I love your toolbox and I can't wait to download your downloads myself. I'm, you know what, the one thing about being a leader and we're talking about again this week is we are always growing. I learned something and that's why I love having great speakers join us on Masterpieces because every single time I do, I learn something, I grow and we're all a work in progress. So thank you, Dina, for being here today. And ladies, thank you for joining us. I want to invite all of you. We just launched our Masterpiece Women Retreat. It is going to be in um, Florida this year, November 3rd to the 5th. And it's going to be at Hutchinson Island, which is about an hour north of West Palm Beach on on the little island. It's beautiful. We're going to have time for beach relaxation. Make sure that if you haven't registered, you register right away because we have very limited space. We're going to be focusing on living in our purpose. And so uh, we're finalizing a few of our keynote speakers this week, as a matter of fact. So we're launching that. We know we definitely have Danielle Mioli coming back. She was at our Thrive Conference this weekend and just blew people away. But we're also working with several other speakers that we'll be finalizing. So make sure you register. And again, Dina, thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us. We're going to put your links below. Ladies, I encourage you, go get the tools from Dina. Connect with her if you're looking for a great coach. Obviously, she has a just a multitude of experience and knowledge and tools in her toolbox. So thank you, Dina. Thank you. Thank you for having me.